Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Know if I'm elated or gassy, but I'm somewhere in the zone. Cause for the first time in forever, I won't be alone. I can't wait to meet everyone. What if I meet the one? No, I actually can't imagine you like saying these things to your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I think this might have been the day that Craig woke up. <laughs> and and he probably woke up and went, no, everything's normal. I'll be in the middle of a Broadway show. <laughs> a better variety of songs from Beth's head. This is Good Morning BT. This morning was actually fun because the first part of the song is the windows are open, so is that door. That's how I describe going outside to my dogs today. Wait a minute, hold on, let me go a little further. The window is open, so is that door. I didn't know they did that anymore. Who knew we owned 8,000 salad plates? Turning all the neighbor's lights like coming out in the backyard. What's that racket? Yeah, what's that racket? Oh, it's just Beth. And then it's me saying, I don't know if I'm elated or gassy. <laughs> well, welcome to So True to Real Life. I know, I don't know why I say things out loud. Or sing them, I should say. But those oh, are real lyrics. I'm really glad you do say things out loud. <laughs> Makes it so much easier for the rest of us. But what a fun song to wake up to. I, I must have been having lovely dreams or something. I have no memory of dreams. Yeah, what was the one last week? Like uh, Hello Hate or something? Oh, um, Dear Hate. Dear Hate. So mm -hmm. we go from Dear Hate to, well, <laughs> I don't know if I'm elated or gassy. <laughs> there it was. There it was it again. It just happened. There was the lyric. Ambient is a wonderful product. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, you know, I, I don't, I've never taken Ambient or the one. What was I've never the, had one. What was the butterfly one? Uh, Lunestra or Lunesta or something? Um because Yo, Bo and I, we watch network news. We never know what any ailment is or why people are playing soccer and dancing in the streets. Or, or Does he have a, a skin rash or is he dying? What's happening with this guy? We're make, making a, we're all building the big mosaic in the park. <laughs> but why? But the, the, the I don't know, Jimbo, but we have two more minutes. <laughs> the side effects, especially for the, the sleep ones, like do not operate heavy machinery. Right. You may sleepwalk and sleep eat and sleep dance. Yeah. And I'm like, a fatal see, event. I can see clearly yes. now. Yeah. They'll just drop in the middle. You could die. <laughs> you may have an irritating red rash. Wait, did you go go back? Did you say you could die? <laughs> the most severe side effect is death. <laughs> well, okay. At least I won't have allergies. I have grouchiness. <laughs> These other things may happen. <laughs> yeah. But this is why I don't take those nighttime sleepy things. Because, like, can you imagine my brain on those things? The people who, like, nah. sleepwalk? And but we, all, we all wake up so early, none of us need sleep aids. That's true. <laughs> it's staying awake aids. That we <laughs> but eventually, eventually we're going to be that target audience. We are. We all are. Mm -hmm. So those commercials. My wife and I always say, uh, who is this? How many people in the audience are actually 
target for this. Like, and I'm who th- needs this? And I always say, well, enough that they're advertising mm-hmm. and they're spending – those ads are like, what, like two minutes long in a but lot of But they all look the same. Like, is it the same – marketing company that's making all the ads I think they so, have that same feel it's all like people jogging and laughing and cooking right. hamburgers <laughs> yeah. and like out on dates and yeah. dancing at weddings yeah. and but then meanwhile in the background is like well if you have <laughs> severe eczema Wait, hang on hang on say that again say that again <laughs> which part well if you have severe eczema <laughs> let's go paint you need <laughs> if you have gassiness <laughs> Let's go walk on the beach. We'll help you get rid of the gas, but you may be bleeding from other orifices. (laughs) Or you may develop eczema. For that, see our other commercial coming up in three minutes. (laughs) Now back to the game. (laughs) You know, speaking of of getting older... We haven't had a chance to uh, pick your brain about this yet, Zoke, but uh, if you look at the Carolina Panthers staff, now there's some young people on the staff, but then there's some people who have uh, been around the block, and what, what a time to be a senior assistant, right? I was thinking about this the other day. You know, you have senior assistants on sporting team, on st- sports staffs, but what if, like, we had, sport, we had senior assistants that came in? Like, if, if I came in one morning and Al Gardner was here, he's now the senior assistant advisor to the show by senior assistant does it mean like a person over a certain age is the, or or they're senior in <laughs> seniority no, i think like like senior as in experience as okay. opposed so well, it's not like which, hey he's over 65 he's the senior yeah assistant. not by age by definition but usually older because they have so much senior experience but yeah not like aarp like hey you reached a plateau <laughs> which but. i got one of those emails the other day guys what is the age for that because i got an aarp email the age you are now gotcha <laughs> when you opened up the envelope it, is it 50 or it's either 50 or 55 i forget well, i'm not either one of those but, but they're um, getting you ready they're getting you excited for that they're prepping me. coupons Sandra makes me throw those things out. <laughs> like, they don't come in the house. So they hit that recycling bin before This is what it sounds in. like when Beth opens up the envelope right here. <laughs> Look at what's happened to me. I got emails from AARP. All these TV commercials now make sense to me. Am I elated or gassy? <laughs> well, what I was getting towards. The coaching sorry, staff yeah. was. Exactly. Yes. I'm sorry. I took it down We have all road. this experience because Frank Reich has brought in Jim Caldwell who was a head coach twice in this league with the Colts and the Lions and with Wake Forest before that. And Dom Capers. Dom Capers. The original Panthers head coach. That's a great name. Dom? Dom Dominic Capers. Capers. Oh, Capers. It sounds like a a chicken sauce. It is. I mean, Capers with lemon. Yeah. But the idea of of Dom Capers being back in the house for somebody like you, I mean, you you know Dom Capers very well. I mean, he was was the guy, the first guy. And he's one of those guys, uh, he's got a great memory. Like, he'll remember everything. And so um, it was funny when he was first here. I think at some point, the the first time I met him or something, I said, he went, he's from Ohio. He went to Mount Union. I went to Bowling Green. And he would, like, walk up. (laughs) She was like, how's Bowling Green doing this weekend? I don't know. (laughs) Not really keeping up with him. It's like, thanks for remembering that. That's cool. That's actually a perfect segue. Not for where we're going to go immediately next, but for where we're going to have to pick back up at 635. We have Teresa Payton coming up. You talked about remembering things and memory. (gasps) We're going to ask Teresa about something that has come back up because Teresa actually brought it to our attention. Mm -hmm. I saw... The uh, the subject uh-huh. and I thought have we ever talked about that I don't think we've talked about that I typed the word into my computer mm-hmm. and it popped up and we did a whole segment about it in October <laughs> and I'm thinking 
Man, I am losing it. And when Beth gets here, she's going to say, oh, I remember talking about that. It was October I, 18th. Beth has no recollection of it either. None. And not only that, we I played the segment, and we both it was like we were listening to somebody else. Yeah, it was like we were listening to a different show. So here's what you got to do. If you were listening, uh, in this next segment, we're going to bring it up with Teresa. I'm mm -hmm. not going to say it when we bring it up, mm -hmm. but maybe as you listen, you'll remember you and me, Beth mm -hmm. and Bo, talking about it. And um, then we'll all relive it, at least part of it, and what we forgot coming up at 635. This is why we're getting AARP emails. Yeah, it's one of those memory pills. <laughs> if I remember that I teased this, right? <laughs> exactly. We may not remember to do it. Happy hump day to you and yours, Bo and Beth, on the mighty WBT. And we bring on the WBT hotline, the one and only Teresa Payton, the founder of Fortalis Solutions, our longtime cybersecurity expert. Follow her 24-7 on Twitter, at Tracker Payton. Good morning to you. Good morning. Happy day after Valentine's Day to you, Bo and Beth. Yeah, no rest for the weary, right? You're headed off to Pennsylvania after today, and you've got some big plans this week. I do. I've got some great work meetings planned, but um, really, really cool. At Immaculata University, they will be dedicating a business technology lab where under one roof, students will be learning about how to combine business principles, marketing, tech, advanced technology concepts, and cybersecurity all under one roof, which is the way it should be, after all. That's really awesome. Um, let's talk about something that is uh, not as awesome as that, but a lot of people, it's on the tops of everyone's minds right now because of everything that has happened in the last, I don't know, four or five days. First, we shoot down a Chinese spy balloon. We've just now started recovering some of the really important information or the, the important parts of that particular balloon. But in the process, we now have learned that other unidentified flying objects have been shot down as well. What do we know so far that um, we can, you know, help either ease people's minds or at least inform people's minds? Yeah, there, there's a couple of things that we know so far. Um, one is that these objects were not the same size and the same build as the one that was shot off the coast of the Carolina. Um, so they're, they're different, so they may or may not be um, from China. They could be from other countries. They could also be uh, personal devices um, that somebody is testing out and doing their own R&D. So we still don't know a whole lot more about those three um, additional unidentified objects. Also, there were questions asked of NORAD. Um, people most famously know NORAD as tracking Santa, uh, but they also track things like by planes that are in other countries' airspace and shouldn't be, missiles flying, things um, very much around the kinetic realities of the Cold War. Um, so they were asked some questions. Their technology doesn't typically look for sort of these slower-moving objects that are at different altitudes than a missile or a spy plane would be. They've been fine-tuning their technology and processes and uh, they expect to find more of these objects with that fine-tuning of their processes. So more to come, but this does beg the question internationally, when will we finally have a conversation around what is the sovereign domain of space over a country's geography? We still haven't figured that out for the digital realm, and we definitely have to figure it out um, sort of that space that is above where 
commercial airlines and military airlines fly all the way out into outer space. You know, I was hearing some talk uh, in recent days about uh, this is causing uh, us to change the, the the height of some of the, the radar, mm-hmm. the, the radar uh uh, coverage and because of that, uh, I guess you get to a certain altitude uh, lower, and you start dealing with what was termed sky junk, uh, which I, I th- you know we were finding out about things that don't normally get reported, um, and you're starting to realize what all is out there if you're if you're working uh, like as a, an air traffic controller or if you're uh, scrutinizing these these uh, radar detections and messages. Uh, so it's the day after Valentine's Day. And uh, here we are at a time where people need to be alert for certain scams. One particular scam called pig butchering. Yeah, this this is a hard one. We've worked on some of these cases. Um, it's not going away. So uh, let's talk a little bit about what this is. And, it, and everybody should be on high alert for this. Um, but basically, uh, this scam tactic, pig butchering, is when a victim loses, uh, you know, upwards of half a million dollars. So, um, you know, kind of over the course of an online relationship, a scammer is creating sort of this relationship with somebody, uh, then looking for them to send them money. Sometimes it's, I'm planning a wedding, I'm planning a trip to come see you, meet me at this place on vacation, uh, front me the money, I'll pay you back when you get there. And because they've spent the time manipulating the other person on the other end of these conversations, a lot of times um, the unsuspecting um, good person who has a big heart um, ends up sending the money and losing the money. It's a very, very sad situation. A lot of times you can't get that money back and the victims are embarrassed. Um, So it's really hard to get them to come forward to track down these pig butchering scams. Well, and on a day like Valentine's Day, people may be more prone yes. to uh, to respond to something like that. No, I, you're exactly right. And as a matter of fact, in getting ready for sort of the holiday season and getting ready for February, uh, there were actually several domain names that were stood up. And actually, uh, U.S. federal prosecutors actually seized seven domain names and so basically took these uh, criminal businesses offline um, so hopefully helping victims avoid becoming victims Um, these particular scams actually the country of origin for this is china Um, china Mm -hmm. for their part has said that they condemn these scams uh, that uh, they don't feel but that they don't feel obliged to actually uh, go after these operations if they are targeting people that are not in China. Uh, So they do shut them down if they target the Chinese, but if they target Americans, um, they kind of turn the other way. See, that's shady. Well, you know that. (laughs) I mean, again, this begs the question. We have got to bring all the countries together, all the leadership, and say we cannot stand for this. We cannot allow these crimes to be perpetuated against businesses, organizations, and individuals. Um, It is definitely a different type of pandemic. It is an issue. People are losing their livelihoods because of this. And really, this is, again, one of the areas where the victim feels so much shame. They are a victim of a crime, and we should be supporting them, giving them resources, 
And we have to have these conversations internationally to stop this type of crime. Teresa Payton, our longtime cybersecurity expert. You can follow her 24-7 at Tracker Payton on Twitter. Thanks so much, as always, and safe travels to, uh, to Pennsylvania. Well, this is my favorite time of the week when I get to talk to you, Bo and Beth, and thank you for the safe travels. And for both of you, be safe out there. So did you guys pick up on it? What we talked about with Teresa that I said that we've talked about before, but Beth and I have no recollection of talking about it. None. So I asked her about pig butchering. Pig butchering. And and when uh, we were talking about, we trade messages with Teresa before she comes on each week. Uh, yeah. She's got ideas and we have ideas and things we want to talk about. And she sent a note today about pig butchering, which, um, well, you're going to find out again for the first time in a moment <laughs> what it is. But when I got in this morning, before Beth got here, I thought, pig butchering. Have we done anything on – so I typed in, and I honestly thought we had not. Right. Because that's sort of what – it piqued my interest. Like, I've, I want to learn more about this. So I just to be safe, I typed into my computer here, and we do a, I do a report every day on what we've talked about so we can keep track of things like this. Mm-hmm. And I type in the subject screen, uh, pig butchering, and it pops up, oh, yeah, October 24th, 2022. At 9.35. So I say all that to say that when Beth got here, I said, do you remember talking about pig butchering? Because I thought to myself, I have no recollection of this. Am I I losing my mind? And Beth has no recollection of this either, (laughs) which was, what, like, uh, what are we, February? Like, like. Two and a half months ago on this ago. show. I get this, the text at least three a day, if not more. I get scam calls every single day that says spam likely or scam likely, so I don't pick up. But there's a new <laughs> scam that people need to be aware of. And I was just alerted to this based on a Wall Street Journal article. Listen to this. A text scam called pig butchering. Well, look there at this. I'm teaching you about Americans it. <laughs> millions. It is a text scam. And again, so, this is called pig butchering. You're very knowledgeable. And you may have received one of these. <laughs> I have. It is, in this particular case, this woman named Jane Yan, she got a text that said, are we going to the salon tonight? And it was from a number that she didn't recognize. Oh. I've gotten texts that say like hey brian are we still meeting up at the pub or something like along those lines that's a very personal very just and it seems innocuous just nothing seems serious about it but this is part of an extensive scam that goes on and on and on okay so you and i an hour ago when we we're talking about this neither one of us had any recollection of doing that segment and it's not like that was 10 years ago yeah it was a few months ago. No. Yeah. Well, I think, so here it is now. Now I absolutely remember this conversation, but I did not remember <laughs> that it was called pig butchering. Because I think even then I thought, why is it called pig butchering? But it's because it's the long game. You get that text. I got one the other day from somebody that was uh, it said something like, does your work still pick up junk? And I was like, wait a minute. Like, why, would, <laughs> why would a radio station pick up junk? Uh, and so I didn't respond. But that's what they do, and it starts out like, hey, Brian, are we going on a, the, to the spa today? And you write back something like, hey, I think you have the wrong number. And then they start sliding in with like, oh, so sorry. And then they start having a relationship and with you, and they text back and forth, and it's a long game. They, you start to trust them. You become friends. You text. <laughs> out of all that, 
I still don't understand the phrase, though. Yeah, why it's called pig butchering. What does that got to do with? Let's ask the expert, Beth, because <laughs> I don't have any. I think it's great that I knew that we didn't pay attention to what each other said, but that we don't pay attention to what we're saying ourselves. It's like a whole new level of not paying attention. Well, I mean, you know, you don't remember every single conversation you have every day, right? Well, I mean, look. Nope. I, I Apparently not. Nope. Remember, remember Her, Herman Cain, who ran for president? I do. So Her, Herman <laughs> no, Cain. No, I don't. He passed, <laughs> he passed away a few years ago. And the day that he passed away, I said, Herman Cain. I said, we have any audio of Herman Cain? And I, I typed Cain into my computer here. 2012. I have an entire interview with Herman Cain and me mm-hmm. on this show. You interviewed him. No recollection of it whatsoever. Of the conversation. Um, I know we're about to go to traffic, but I have a little bit of it right here. I, I don't remember this at all. It's a twofold question. Tell us about how that came to be. And also, do you expect that you will enter back into the political race at any time in the near future? Let me answer the second one first. No. <laughs> it saves a lot of time. No. <laughs> I mean, that, that was but, back when Stacy was with me the first year oh. I hosted this show. But I have absolutely no recollection of doing it. I don't Your know. Your voice sounded different. I know. It sounds always weird when you hear yourself. Well, it, it didn't sound like you. Older. Well, he's got his man voice now. So. Yes. That's right. Her, Mr. Kane. If Your you voice here grew hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that Why means. Why do you do that? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Good morning. <laughs> John Moore knows why I said that. <laughs> 643 on WBT. I do remember it's time to go to traffic, and I remember the guy's name is Mike Doan. Well, good morning. Yes. <laughs> WBT, where business talks, presented by Ram Pavement. Good morning. 10 before 7 o'clock here on WBT. Let's roll back to the market close on Valentine's Day. Volatile trading on a report. The consumer prices accelerated in January as the annual pace of growth slowed. The major averages finishing mixed, the Dow down 156 points, the S&P flat, the Nasdaq up 68. CPI up five-tenths of a percent in January and 6.4% year-over-year, driven by shelter, food, and gas costs. Markets interpreting the report to mean the Federal Reserve will continue on its path of moderate rate hikes. Meanwhile, it was a busy day of Fed speak with one Fed bank president saying the central bank is not yet done raising rates, but, quote, we are likely close. In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. And Jerry was recording from the same studio Joe Gillespie does sometimes. Uh, you are pre- <laughs> well, this is my studio. <laughs> Joe Gillespie, WBT News. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you're going to do it, you have to go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Turn the music down for a second. Joe Gillespie, WBT News. Dow futures this morning down 77 points. S&P futures down 14. NASDAQ futures down 56. Fox News. <laughs> we actually got, we just got some uh, information on the phone about pig, pig butchering. Yeah, Beth. we got, now I asked the question, why is it called pig butchering? And one of the listeners sent it to you. Beth. Eric Lovell sent me a message and said, hi, Beth, I could be wrong, but I, and this, he's a cybersecurity guy. Lovell, Eric. <laughs> Sorry. I could be wrong, but I think pig butchering is called such because of how farmers get little piglets and they raise them, and then when they're older and trusting, it's butcher time. And Makes kids, sense. that's where bacon comes from. That's right. Mm. Well, so there you go. It's a long game scam. They 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 drag you on to the point where you trust them before they go in for the kill. And the kill being like, send me a hundred thousand dollars. Not Wilbur. Exactly. That's Zuckerman's famous pig. (laughs) 
Speaking of farm stuff, trying oh. to find a way to connect the two yeah, here. Segue here. Did you hear this headline yesterday? You probably have experienced it. A dozen eggs now costs more than one pound of ground beef. That's where we are. Wow. A global bird flu and high production costs has pushed the price of a carton of 12 eggs to a record 4.82, $4.82 in January. I've paid more than that. Oh, I've paid more way that more than that, especially if you try to do free range, cage free, organic, any of the any of the the next level eggs. They they it's like seven ninety nine. Chew. I mean, I remember not too long ago, like uh, pre pandemic, paying like a buck, a buck, buck fifty yeah. for a dozen eggs. Yeah, now, especially if you were like I was doing a lot of baking and you just buy the little regular little styrofoam thing of eggs. Like I've even started like uh, looking around. I usually buy the same kind of eggs every time. I don't even look at the other options now. What? I, well, you don't look at the other options. You don't say well, like, what I, is it? What's what's new in eggs? Well, I actually I have. <laughs> I was gonna say that I, I for the first time ever have because I'm thinking, well, because this one costs this and this one doesn't cost as much. And what does it mean? What what's the difference between the white eggs and the brown eggs? Did you know the color? Um, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and that just solved it. See you tomorrow, folks. At the very least, she's not wrong. <laughs> Let me rephrase that, Beth Troutman. Troutman, comma, Beth. <laughs> well, Other than the color of the eggs, <laughs> what's the difference? Well, I think, you know, if you've ever had chickens, the, the eggs don't normally, not a lot of them, come out white. They're like pink and they're brown. They're all different colors. I think they do that just for... To make our brains feel better. So they're bleaching the eggs, essentially? Well, I heard that once, and I'm not 100% positive that that's true, that they bleach the brown out to make it seem more appealing. But I don't think that that's true. I think maybe they just—I think it has something to do with maybe what the diet of the chicken is. I, I Honestly, I— Why don't I, we just sit back and wait for Eric to text us again? I know. <laughs> Eric, Eric Lovell, like if, you ask could, Jeeves. if you could let me know exactly why <laughs> eggs are this uh, particular— Like, color. we all have Google at our disposal. I wonder why things. And then we're just like, well, we could have looked it up but, while we asked about it. like, organic eggs and cage-free eggs are always brown, and the shells are thicker. And so that leads me to believe it has to do with diet and possibly exercise if they're cage-free. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you're exactly right. Like, this, this is a whole conversation, and I know we could go down the rabbit hole of do you buy, do you care about organic eggs versus regular eggs or how the animal was treated on its way to being killed so you can eat it. I do, because I get sad when I get behind those chicken trucks. I, I really, I, I've talked about this before. I get really, really sad. I don't want to be a pie. Um, so I just found out, according to Jeeves, the eggshell color depends on the breed of the hen. Generally speaking, white shell eggs come from hens with white feathers, while brown shell eggs are produced by hens with brown feathers. Which is all fine and good, but uh, is there a reason to choose one over the, over the other? Do they taste different? I think it literally is just the it's the cage-free, you know, like grain-fed versus whatever they feed chickens or, or hens. Uh, I don't know. No, I actually... I actually, I'm talking about this like I have no knowledge of it. I actually took your advice. <gasps> and you got the brown eggs? About a month ago. Bought the brown eggs. Were they easier to shell? The shell is, the ones that I bought were, because I get up every morning and, and, and shell, the, you know, take the shell off the yeah, egg. Yeah, because you pre-boil. Yeah. Pre-boil the, the whole eggs. Week. And, and uh, for whatever reason, I know this is way more information than people wanted to know, but it was taking me too long to take the shell off the eggs. So I was like, what's going on with these eggs? So I, I said to Beth, what's the deal with the brown eggs? And you said, they're easier to shell. Yeah. I, I didn't find them easier to shell, but they're thicker. They are thicker. The shell is thicker. Well, that's why I think they're easier because because the shell's thicker, it doesn't stick. And it's easier. Oh, the sweet spot, the most glorious thing when you're shelling an egg, a boiled egg, and you get that little membrane. 
and you just pull the whole shell mm. off. Oh, you scared me. I thought that, you were going to tell me you eat the membrane. No, that light, mm. that light thin layer is of skin. Is it insane in the membrane? Yeah. It insane is insane. But if you boil and peel eggs a lot, you know what I'm talking about. It's the most glorious thing when you find that membrane. But I'm going to tell this you. This is the happiest I've ever seen you. I love eggs. She loves membranes. <laughs> <laughs> and capers, apparently. But I, but I was, was going to tell you is. random day. What do you mean? You're having the regular day in here. <laughs> but I was going to tell you, as we head to the top of the hour here, that when I tried the eggs, white versus brown, <laughs> no difference, difference in taste. Hence the reason why five minutes ago I said, what's the difference? Because I still haven't figured it out. It's just, it's just the color, really. Um, but sometimes, have you had the ones that say, like, extra omega-3s in them? They taste like fish to me. Uh, you're insane. This is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. Come on, Mark. Uh, you know we have fun in here, man. You know you're having fun in here. Uh, we are having lots of fun. He hasn't decided yet. Yeah. <laughs> He's in there thinking about it. He's not even responding at this point. I think he actually went in his car and got home during that. <laughs> Okay, y'all kind of walked over that right there. Okay, so we got a call. Tito is on line one. Tito at 704-570-1110 wants to set us straight on the difference between brown and white eggs. Tito, welcome to WBT. Good morning, Bone Beth. I hope you guys are doing fine on this fabulous hump day. Oh, we're doing great. You sound amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I had to call in because... You guys started talking about the difference in eggs, and this happened yesterday morning. I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I have to call in. So uh, yesterday, went to visit my mom, elderly, go check on her, and uh, she likes to make breakfast. So why not get free breakfast? And uh, <laughs> I walk in the door, and my mom goes, uh, hey, I made some boiled eggs, and I got a scrambled egg. I ran out of the normal eggs from the grocery store, but... The neighbor up the street is raising chickens, and I've got a whole thing of eggs here. Do you mind if I make those eggs? I was like, I don't care. And uh, <laughs> I had the bold, I had the bold egg that was Knock yourself came out. from the store. <laughs> yeah, I had the bold egg that came from the store. Uh -huh. And then um, I had a second bold egg that came from my mom's neighbor that was like homegrown chicken. It was bad. And, uh, and it tasted different. It tasted, it had a different taste. It, to me, it tasted better. I was I, about I, to say they're creamier. Yes, it tasted better. And then, so then my mom made uh, one egg scrambled and uh, with the, the egg the, the, that came from my neighbor. And I just noticed that the yolk is more like a brighter golden yellow yes, versus like the, the store-bought egg. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and you guys were talking about the different colors of brown eggs. And I went into the refrigerator, looked, and they're all different shades of color, like it, my mom had like a dark, dark brown, and there was one that was lighter brown, and there was one that kind of had like a brownish, bluish shade. And mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Um, so, and uh, she's able to get the eggs a lot cheaper just from her neighbor than buying it from the grocery store. And Tell us about the egg. membrane. <laughs> <laughs> See, little did you know, Tito, how this was going to come in handy over the 50,000-watt blowtorch yes! today. You get to share your egg story. I'm telling you, I, and listen, just on a side note, I, I, I listen to you guys every morning, and I travel all over the U.S., and I, and I got to tell you, there has been several times that I have listened to you, and I could be in California, I could be in Texas, I could be in, you know, in the middle of the country in Nebraska, and there have been times that I have been getting dressed to go to work, and I'm listening to your show, and I hear the weather, and they go, oh, it's really cold outside, uh, pouring down rain and everything, and I and traffic is horrible. And I get dressed, and I walk outside, and it's sunny and 70 degrees. 
And I'm like, well, Tito, you're not in the Carolinas. You're going to have to go back in. You're going to have to go back in and get dressed because you are technically in Southern California right now. But see, that's the best endorsement I've ever heard because it means wherever you go, you need to hear this show versus what you could hear if you were in that place. I'll be honest with you. It is an addiction. I have to. It's 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 very irritating if I I'm, can't get on the Wi-Fi if I'm out of town or something. But I do. I I really enjoy your show, um, and so. But that has happened more than I can count because you know you get into the zone, you get prepared, you get ready to go into work, go into the office, and you know I'm listening to the traffic and you know, and then you just you just completely forget that you're in another state. So it's I can say this now, Tito. You're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. He also walks outside and realizes it's 3 in the morning because he's in California. Well, wait a minute. What he's really saying is, as, as we say goodbye to Tito, uh, we should play this. Oh. Right? Right? Where everybody knows your name. Right, Tito? Absolutely. It's an easy name to remember. Not many in the South. <laughs> oh, Tito, we're never going to forget you, man. Awesome, awesome. Well, you guys have a wonderful day. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, you too. Absolutely. Tito, there you go. Tito has now inspired Barbara to call the show. Barbara, you're on WBT. Want to talk about how to shell boiled eggs? I have to share my story about shelling boiled eggs. All right. My aunt, 90-year-old aunt, recently shared with me her secret of shelling a boiled egg. The secret is, Take a kitchen teaspoon, uh, and, and at the end, one end, either end of the egg, shell uh, just a tiny bit. Slide that spoon in between the membrane and the shell. It all comes down to the it membrane. It just comes right off. There you go. <laughs> membrane, guys. Have you ever heard that before? No, but I'm going to try it because the membrane is the key. So mm. if I can get there it's, with the spoon, I like it. Hey, Barbara. It's it's incredible. Hey, Barbara. Yeah. All of Charlotte has now. <laughs> we uh, all know it now. I asked my aunt recently, and she only told me like maybe a year ago. I said, "Where? Why did you not tell me this 50 years ago?" Right. You could have gone through so many. You would have spent much less time shelling eggs. Oh my God! It's it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, te- technique. Barbara, thank you for calling. Have a wonderful day. Vivian on line three. Vivian, you're on WBT. Hi. Hi. Um, I, wa- I yeah, I listen to you guys almost every morning. Oh, <laughs> thank you. And I, I, uh, Beth, you are a fantastic addition to the show. When, when you would come on about every other week or whenever, whatever it was, or maybe once a month, whatever it was, and I was saying they should have her on every day with. With Bo. Oh, that's a huge endorsement. Well, I kept saying that, too. Well, actually, I did, too. And, and, and finally, somebody listened to us. <laughs> they actually listened to Vivian. <laughs> yes, yes, they did. Uh, what you got, Vivian? Okay, well, I don't know what Barbara said, but um, she might have said that if you have older eggs, that they will shell more easily when you hard boil them. That's true, because there's an air bubble in the bottom. So there's a little space between the shell and the egg. Is that near the membrane? Yeah, yeah the membrane. <laughs> I a lot of membrane talk today. <laughs> um, and, and the difference between the, in the, well, the color, the white eggs are yellow, you know. The yolk is yellow. But if you have uh, a cage-free or free-range or whatever, 
the the uh, the eggs that are eight bucks for a dozen. The, the yolk is orange. Yeah, it's like golden. If you've ever bought Nellie's eggs. They're at the grocery yeah. store, the Nellie's eggs. That yolk is delightful. It is so golden, sunshine, yellow. I, every time I crack one, I'm like, what are they doing to these yolks? They're delightful. <laughs> we did like a whole four-hour show devoted on a daily basis just to egg talk. <laughs> I always, Tonight on Egg Talk. I always just, uh, at different points, especially having done the show with you now, imagine people walking into the room, you know, and you've gone to the other room, dry your hair or whatever, and he goes, what are they doing to these member to these yolks? They're amazing. They're delightful. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, okay, okay. If he can do it in thirty seconds, Matt, you're on News Talk eleven ten WBT. What's up, Matt? Hey there. Just wanted to let you know that uh, actually, free range eggs. Uh, I actually have some chickens. Free range <gasps> eggs do not get refrigerated. So the ones that come out of your chickens, as long as you don't wash them, right? You you Correct. you don't have to refrigerate them. Right. They have a membrane, since you like membranes. I love uh, membranes. Uh, membrane. bloom on them, and that bloom is a protective membrane, and we keep ours on the counter for about up to a month. <gasps> what, Matt? A month? As long That's... as you don't wash the membrane off, they will last uh, a month or a little more out in the environment. i got to get some chicken. Right next to your butter. Yeah. I can't get also over the butter on the counter. Easter egg or chicken. A what? Easter Eggers chickens. Look up Easter Eggers. Easter Eggers. They Easter lay eggers. Uh, blue, green, pink eggs, uh, all different colored eggs. Uh, all can be found at membrane.com. I'm going to start that. <laughs> you better hurry. <laughs> <laughs> New stock 1110 WBT. So uh, we knew this would happen. Eric Barlow. Eric Barlow. Swooping in, dropping the knowledge. I love it. I, Cliff Clavin. He, he, he knows so much about everything. So Eric Eric emailed me and said, Europe does not wash their eggs. They leave them at room temperature, just like our caller was saying about his farm eggs. That outer layer does protect them, but the USDA requires the eggs be washed, which means they have to be refrigerated. Both methods will work. But he recommends keeping your eggs refrigerated here because they will definitely be washed so refrigerate those eggs. Also in Europe, they don't wash their teeth and leave those at uh, room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all part of the plan. Of course, during the break, we started. <laughs> what did you say, Beth? You wish you had chickens. You'd like to I raise really, chickens. I would love chickens. My HOA won't let us have chickens, but I feel like I could sneak some chickens in my backyard. Well, it's not like they're not listening right now. I know. They're probably they running. Probably a red alert at your house now. They're running from us. They your ch- your Chihuahua chicken backyard. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. So what? Uh, Mark came in and talked about the. Mark Garrison came in and talked about the rent a chicken. Yeah. So there's an option for folks who want to maybe dip their toe in the chicken world. Mm. A lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people have. I guarantee you. Now I. I didn't. We didn't even talk. I knew we were going to talk about the price of eggs today. I had no idea that uh, the. I know. I had no idea the eggs would have legs <laughs> into this hour, but I know for a fact. I don't even have to ask for phone calls, although, although we will get them. A lot of people listening raise chickens, and I'm not talking about. I mean, people on farms, yes, but people in yeah, they have chicken coops in the suburbs. Well, there are people that are aren't that are kind of in our neighborhood, and they are little hens. They just run around, and I think it's the cutest thing in the whole world. Is little hens in the morning, and then like the rooster that crows at 5 a.m. I love it. That's yep. what wakes me up to come to work every day. Exactly. Is that rooster? My rooster. I'm sure the neighbors love it. See, there all this there's all this stuff that comes with 
the chickens. act of having the cute little chickens like you're talking about, yeah. and they lay the eggs. But then if you've ever been uh, around someone's chicken coop in their backyard, uh, we I have several friends that have them, and it uh, uh, doesn't smell too good back there. Mm. I mean, it, it gets it, – it's a – there's the there's the part that you can see, and then there's the part that you don't see that happens behind the scenes when when you're not saying, "Here's my lovely chicken coop," <laughs> right, John Moore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to clean yeah, the nasty. the clean the, the poop. You still you still coop poop. No, it's true. The, the poop at the coop. Well, it, you know, they got a scoop. They're alive. Dick you got to scoop the coop poop. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I, I like. There is a part of me that thinks, well, it'd be cool to have. Uh, to raise a chicken back there that, that that lays eggs for you to eat. All the fresh eggs. I mean, especially with the price of eggs now, just think about all the fresh, yummy, free eggs you would get. All for the price of poop scoop. There you go. In the coop. I'll just pay the extra two bucks. Really? I tried to grow tomatoes one summer, and it's like, it was such a process. And, like, three of them like were edible. It's like, it's so much easier just to walk into the store and just get a tomato. Oh, but they don't <laughs> taste as I don't good. care because they all grow at the same time. You have to eat, like, a thousand at once. Now, see, those are fighting words with John Moore. Oh, man. And John Moore brings us produce from the garden from time to time. That feeling of growing your own, there's nothing like it. Well, we're, I'm going to tell you, you brought me, this has nothing to do with tomatoes or eggs, but you brought me the fresh blueberries that you grow. Yes. That was some of the most delightful eating I've had had in quite some time you weren't supposed to tell that in front of them because i didn't give them any oh that's okay no guys i did not get blueberries bernie got some (laughs) i've worked with you for 25 years and i don't qualify for blueberries at some point along the line you guys some this year you didn't even know he didn't get married till he was 35 yesterday (laughs) acts like you're all buddy buddy now i don't even i barely know you I'll bring you tomatoes, too, Jim. I don't know what he does when he leaves the building. I mean, I just know. <laughs> I never leave the building. I live here. we got a room downstairs. We, we Where actually, does he go? What does he do up there? <laughs> we actually both live in the basement in separate quarters. <laughs> we don't really have families. We just talk about the fake ones on the air. Oh, but you don't have chickens, John Moore. No chickens yet. I uh, I leave that to my cousins. Well, you can rent the chickens. You could rent the chickens. You can rent the chickens and the coop and practice and see if you like it. And then if you don't like it, you just give them back. Our HOA lets us get away with a lot, but I think that's going to be over the top. That's over the top. Yeah. Mm. I like that. I would totally be into renting some chickens just to see if I could do it. I, 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 uh, I don't grow plants well, but I grow animals well. Yeah, and then you sing to them in the morning. <laughs> Can you imagine if I had chickens to sing to, too? Wow. I mean, that's like a four more hours of content a day. I know. Talking about Beth and her chickens. Like, would, I, what, would you sing to the chickens today? Next thing you could move on to pig butchering. Oh, I couldn't. I would I, no, would I meant hug. just texting people. What are you talking about? I'd hug all the pigs. <laughs> I meant text people and be tra- become friends. <laughs> Boy, have, we, have we covered it yet? Is there anything more to talk about chickens today? Chickens, or eggs? eggs, pigs. We've... And, I'm hungry. Blueberries. Membranes. I want breakfast. Yeah, membrane. A lot of membrane talk today. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if there's anything anything left to say on this, but Eric Barlow has uh, chimed in, so there really is nothing left exactly. to say. Exactly. Eric Barlow is the definitive. Our special end. correspondent, Eric Barlow. <laughs> he knows more about everything. Eric Barlow, WBT News. <laughs> right. He could be a correspondent. Eric Barlow, WD News. All right, almost uh, time to head to the news here on News Talk 1110-993-WBT. The governor is in the house later on in the uh, 9 o'clock hour today because it's Wednesday. Bo and Beth here, and uh, Winterbull is uh, not with us today. He is uh, on assignment, learning about chickens, Mm -hmm. no doubt, and eggs. Mm -hmm. All right, back to the news center with a guy who knows more about eggs and chickens than I realized. (laughs) It's Mark Garrison. Yeah, my kids uh, tried that and gave it up, but... (laughs) 
Too many eggs. Too Wait. many eggs. Yeah. Really? Like like they had so much they didn't know what to do with it all. Exactly. You can sell them. You could sell them. Well, you know, that sounds good, but finding the market for them is tougher than you think. You just got to paint a sign and put it on the side of the road. People show up. Yeah, you just start throwing them at road signs. That's <laughs> fun. <laughs> it's multi-use. That's yes. right. Little vandalism. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WBT. All this talk about eggs. Let's just keep it going. Egg prices are going sky high. Some people getting backyard chickens, though some people don't want to buy the birds. Instead, they're renting chickens. Yes, you can rent chickens to lay eggs for you. Company called Rent the Chicken, and they're doing big business right now. And I just had to find out more about this when I read about it. The owner of Rent the Chicken joins us. She calls herself Homestead Jen. Is that your uh, chicken name? It is my chicken name. (laughs) My now, farm name, if you will. Now, where are you? I'm outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Well, tell me about Rent-A-Chicken and how it works, because I know you can get them here in North Carolina, too. So what's, how does this all work? Sure thing. My husband and I are the co-founders of Rent the Chicken. We started our business 10 years ago this year, so we're excited about the length of time we've been in business as a small business. We have partnered with homesteaders and farmers across the United States and Canada, and one of those is outside of Raleigh-Durham offering our Rent the Chicken program. Yeah, I guess the idea I had was that this was a fairly new business because of egg prices shooting up, but there are a lot of backyard chicken people these days, aren't there? There are, and we have grown and grown and grown every year we've been in business. People really want to try something new, or they want to have fresh eggs in the backyard, and other people are just in it for the experience because they don't know how to start or what to do, so they come to us for support. Yeah, so how does this work? I mean, I have to tell you, my youngest son and his wife did chickens for a while, and they they had so many eggs. They were overrun with eggs. I mean, and and it just got to be such a mess, and they were like, we we give up. Uh, But you rent. That does happen. Yeah, so you rent for a few months, a few chickens, or (laughs) walk me through this. Yeah, so our rentals are usually from spring until fall. Two to four egg-laying hens, so two hens lay about a dozen eggs a week, and four hens lay about two dozen eggs a week. So nothing super overwhelming. We provide a portable chicken coop with the rental, so someone does not have to build a coop or assemble a coop. We bring a nice coop with the rental, and uh, the feed is included as well. Wow. Well, then, okay, so you do it for a few months, and then if you like it, do you... Go from renting to buying those chickens? Or, or yes, just order you can um, adopt the hens with or without the coop. <laughs> or if it's not a good fit, wait for it. You can chicken out. <laughs> how many? Not my first time. I'm, I'm t- I can see. So how, <laughs> how many people send the chickens back and go, eh, I'll just buy them at the store? 
Oh, well, well, when you have, like, Fluffy and Noodle, you're not giving your chickens back very quickly if you've decided chickens are for you, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and our hens are already laying, so if you buy baby chicks from the store, yeah. number one, it takes four to six months to know, uh, to get the first egg. That's right. And number two, it takes a few months to know if you have hens or roosters, mm. and then you have to make a decision <laughs> about what to do with the roosters. A lot of muni municipalities don't permit roosters. That's right, because they're noisy. So if somebody orders a couple of chickens and a little portable roost, and then after six months, they have to send them back, or? Oh, no, they can adopt. Absolutely, okay. they can keep them. Yeah. What an interesting business model. So how many rent-a-birds do you have out there right now? We we have locations all over the USA and Canada, and uh, we can service about 50 major markets. So sure what, thing. What does this cost me if I want a couple of chickens? Yeah, the, the base price starts just under $500 for your region, and that includes the coop, the feed, and um, two hens, lays about a dozen eggs a week. And then the transportation fee would de be dependent upon exactly where we were delivering to. But if anyone has a truck or a trailer wants to meet within our free delivery, we'd waive that transportation fee. Is this a big coop or just a little, what do, what do the coops look like? I mean, for two chickens, it wouldn't need to be very big, right? Uh, not much. Uh, it doesn't take much space for the hens um, because the coop is portable. Being portable makes it so the hens always have access to fresh grass and bugs. It simulates free range time but keeps them super safe. And, and what do you do when the neighbors start going, oh, it smells? Oh, it shouldn't smell. With the moving of the coop, there's not a buildup of droppings, and there's not a dead spot in the yard. And two chickens, I mean, they make less waste than, like, your average medium-sized dog. So that's Mark Garrison talking to the lady who wow. rents chicken coops wow. around the country. That is fascinating to me. I feel like I just learned so much about, A, the fact that it doesn't, it doesn't mess up your grass. The free-range chickens eat lots of bugs and grass. So it's like they ha you have like built-in exterminators, and you have built-in eggs for however long you want to keep the chickens. And if you love the chickens, you can adopt them. Like if you name them, like like she said, Noodle and Furry or Fluffy, Bernie, Mabel. Bernie. I would name mine Bernie. Yeah, I think in honor of you, Bernie. Bernie would be a great chicken name because Bernie is a chicken. And Mabel <laughs> would be a good chicken name. Maggie. No, Mabel is a T-Bone's dog. That's right. That name's Mag taken. Maggie's Jensen's dog. Henry. Henry? Henry the chicken. The or chicken. it's a girl chicken, so it'd be a hen. So Henry, get it? <laughs> Henrietta. Henrietta. Henry with, yeah, Henrietta. Get it? I just got it. Oh, my goodness. So there we go. Henrietta? We have covered every aspect of this. Well, I love that we just did that story because that was fascinating, and I hope that there are, are people out there who are just thinking after the chicken conversations that they're like, man, I really would love to have my own eggs, and now they can rent them. They can rent them, not the eggs. We have all these like dog adoption things we do. Adopt a dog. Adopt, Adopt a, a chicken. Adopt a chicken. Well, I guess, and if, if you don't like the chicken, then you'd be fostering the chicken, You right? can foster the mm -hmm. chicken for a bit, get a whole bunch of free Send eggs. Send a chicken to college. <laughs> and you get the coop. <laughs> yes. They fly the coop when they go to college. You have empty nests. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, that, can we go all the way till 8 o'clock on this? I think we can. All right. Henderson, uh, another not, good name for him. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm too chicken. Wow. 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 743 on WBT. Mike Dunn, what's going on on the streets? Oh, nobody's chickening out out there. That's for sure. Oh. <laughs> we, had to, we had to say something. Good morning, BT. By noon.
I need them 8,000 hens moved into their new cages. Now, sometimes they don't want to cooperate, but you give them a good shake and that'll settle down for you. Do the chickens have large talons? Do they have what? Large talons. I don't understand a word you just said. <laughs> oh, man. And so it continues. 704-570-1110. I'm always amazed at what people get really excited about. I'm, I've got tons of um, egg and chicken puns because of You just said excited. Segment. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, that's because I just got a... <laughs> Michael mean, just texted. You mean dozens and dozens? <laughs> he said this show is excellent. No, no scary or boring news. It's our Wednesday eggs extravaganza. <laughs> um, and then somebody else said you, you guys need to wrap this up, but you keep egging it on. <laughs> they get the show. They sure do. I love, I love our listeners. Time for some ads. Vince uh, Coakley will have more on this story as we continue into the ten o'clock hour. <laughs> Don, you're on News Talk 1110 WBT. Hi, Don. Good morning. Uh, I just uh, wanted to mention that Beth had touched on to it there, but uh, uh, another benefit of the chickens is they do eat bugs. And uh, my, do- my daughter had a problem with fleas and ticks on her uh, dogs, and the vet mentioned to her that chickens would eat those, and she got a dozen. She hasn't had any problems with them since. And the dozen might have been too many because that's, uh, like you said, the egg problem. But what she does is she... Uh, She's always waved to her neighbors, but never really met them. But nobody's turned down a dozen eggs she takes by, and now she's learned some na- names of some of her neighbors. Well, there you go, especially with eggs as expensive, expensive as they are. <laughs> you Stop. could make friends that way. Just give them a dozen eggs. That's an excellent idea. But the, you do have to keep in mind, don't use pesticides if you get chickens free range. That's so fantastic to think. So here's my question, and this may be a dumb question, Don, and maybe you don't know the answer. So the chickens are eating the ticks and the fleas. Are they, are they pecking the dog and eating the chicken, eating the fleas off of the dog? No, they, they get them off the ground. Okay. They actually eat the dogs. But it, would that be kind of fun? <laughs> and then you don't have a dog problem. But you know, how monkeys, you know how monkeys groom each other? Wouldn't it be so funny if that little chicken was t- chasing the puppy around, just eating the fleas off his Not for the puppy. <laughs> no. Not cool for the puppy. <laughs> Just you know, dull its beak down a little bit. Don, thank you for calling. You're welcome. Y'all have a great day. I love your show. No, thank, thank you, so you Don. We love you. Exciting. Mark Garrison walked in. I said we're, we're trying to we're trying to move on to another subject, but the people want to talk about eggs. Yep. And uh, when the people want to talk about eggs, we talk about eggs. Yep. Anybody else with anything on eggs? Oh, I got something on eggs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Do you really? Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't want to give away the location, but if you like to drive through outlying areas around Charlotte yep. and stop in some of these little convenience stores along the way, you can find locally grown eggs for like four, five why, bucks a wait, dozen. Why, why is it a were, secret? Though? Why can't I don't want to give away my honey hole. It- <laughs> you know what I mean? Not sure right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a secret location <laughs> where you can get Not better. yummy eggs. Not making <laughs> Bernie, take my shovel. I, I feel like I feel like John Moore just prank called our segment, <laughs> except he forgot to use the phone and he just used the microphone. <laughs> oh my goodness! Phrasing. And Break. Mark says duck eggs are good too. That they're bigger. Duck eggs. Are I saw good. duck eggs the other day. I saw duck eggs in the store, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, "Who buys these?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're ducking the issue. What? Oh, there we go. Ah, there's also. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just picking Bo, Bo in that aisle, turn around. Who buys these? Anyone? <laughs> Release the mallard. They, they have quail eggs, too, if you, if you go look for them. <laughs> and ostrich eggs at really yeah. refined well. places. But they That's do. What so I should have done. Like I, do I, so I thought it to myself, <laughs> and now I, I'm picturing myself going, "Who buys? Who buys these?" <laughs> I'm Bo Thompson. They're, they're filling up the case. I know I don't normally talk to people in stories. <laughs> but I have a question. Is this what happens when Winterbull's not on? Oh, you're right. You're right. Winterbull is off today, uh, and. and I'm going to have to tell them this afternoon because it's, it's my day. It's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Uh, you're going to need to go back and listen to the uh, 757. <laughs> if you'd like, I'd re- I'll replay it now for you in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> this has been an hour. I don't even know. Uh, it's been excellent. But it's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be yoking me. No, mm. no. Wait. Oh, oh, <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> mm. I meant yoking, like joking. <laughs> Soft J. You must be yoking. <laughs> I do have some uh, housekeeping issues here to get to, because when you talk about eggs this long, you forget you need to do things like a morning in Paris. Always a good idea. WBT invites you to join the Isabella Santos Foundation for a morning of Parisian fashion, flowers, food, and family to benefit pediatric cancer. March 7th at Carmel Country Club. Proceeds from the breakfast event will impact a global pediatric cancer program at Levine Children's, bringing new treatments and hope to kids fighting rare cancers. You can purchase your tickets at IsabellaSantosFoundation.org. That's IsabellaSantosFoundation.org. I'll be emceeing that. You are in. uh, Hang on. Uh, Beth Troutman will be emceeing this event coming up on March 7th at Carmel Country Club. Yes, I will be there. So please, please, please get your tickets and uh, come over and say hi. It will be exciting. They tell me everything here. (laughs) (laughs) Out of all that information, WBT's Beth Troutman will be there. Was not part of the WBT information. Well, it was in an email, but it was a PS, but not for me. It wasn't an email for me. But I read the whole email, and then I got at the bottom, and I was like, oh, yeah, by the way. (laughs) Not me, though. I didn't write it. Special appearance by Joe Gillespie, WBT News. (laughs) Will there be a hugging booth up there if you're going to make a personal oh, hugging Oh, well, there won't be a booth, but you better believe I'll be hugging people. They're yeah. free. Free hugs. When has Beth ever needed a booth? Yeah, yeah. I don't need booths. Free hugs while they last. To hug people. I will hug anyone and everyone who is there. Coming up next hour, we've got... Uh, are we going to go down this road of yes. the deal breaker? I think so, because this is, a, this is definitely a deal breaker for me. Okay. If I go in and this is present, if this is if this is the if this is the experience, I have trouble then staying. So we're uh, we're not going to tell people what that thing is. No, okay. they have to stick around. That's like the most vague tease ever. If so I you, so you walk in and if if this is the case, yep, then you're out no matter what. Yep, and if this you, this also includes other places beyond, like places like where you eat. I'm trying to think of what it is. Anybody else? Anybody? Mm-mm. We'll all find out I'm together. Gonna, I'm gonna stick around and find out. If you gonna, so the, there will be sports next hour. <laughs> we just decided because uh, Beth did such a great job of teasing that. It will be an extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried to move away from it, and I just can't keep getting. D- <sighs> exactly, though. Oh man. <laughs> Almost it's, eight o'clock. Almost. Eggs o'clock. Say it loud, say it proud. That's why. Six minutes past eight o'clock on WBT. All this momentum, have all these plans, 
Gonna get to what the deal breaker is with Beth when she goes into this place and she immediately leaves if something is awry. And yet, there's Larry, who wants to talk about duck eggs. <laughs> Larry! Larry, yeah, I'm trying to get off. I mean, I'm trying to get off the subject, and I, I can't. I can't do it. I mean, people want to talk about the eggs, and now the duck eggs. And so, if you weren't with huh. us the last segment, I said I was in the store the other night, and I looked in the when I was going to get the regular eggs, and I looked up, and there were duck eggs. And I thought to myself, "Who buys duck eggs?" <laughs> Larry, you're going to set me straight on this. Uh, I just wanted to make the comment. Uh, love your show. Uh, and I've enjoyed the segment. Kept chickens for about. 20 years wow. had some ducks as well. Wow. So you, um, who buys the duck eggs? Yeah. Uh, if you talk to the old timers, the ladies will tell you that duck eggs make the best pound cakes. Oh, ah. what? I don't know if that has to do with the ratio from the white to the yolk or what, but duck eggs are supposed to make excellent pound cakes. So the next time oh. I enjoy myself some some fine pound cake, then I'll uh, I'll be thanking the ducks, right? Hold the phone, Larry. Do you still have ducks? No, oh. I don't. I was going to ask for some duck Actually, eggs because I love to bake, and I want to try this out and see if duck eggs make better pound cakes. Bo just told you they're at the store. Supposedly <laughs> they do. Um, if you're keeping chickens and ducks, I will warn you, if you think about getting ducks, they're pretty messy. Uh, and they need a good water source. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I have. No, I don't have a. You pond. had me at pound cake. I tell well, you. Yeah. <gasps> it's my song. <laughs> All right, Larry. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks for keeping us talking about the eggs. Keep pounding. <laughs> cake. Homegrown and down home, y'all. You could buy his duck eggs. You just won't get them at the store where Bo goes and shouts it out at the top of his lungs. Mm -hmm. Who buys the duck eggs? <laughs> I'll belt it out like Sammy Hagar. Exactly. All right. So uh, now, now, oh. Larry brought us back to the eggs. I'm yep. sure somebody else will. But between now and uh, and uh, nine o'clock, and if Pat McCrory's talking about eggs, then I can't help you there. Then we'll know he's listening. That's right. Um, but there's a reason. There's something that. You said, heading into the top of the hour, that if you go somewhere and you walk in and this is the case, you immediately walk out, doesn't matter where it is. Well, it freaks me out. And Food & Wine magazine actually brought this to my attention. And I want to know if I'm the only one. And I, I must not be a Food & Wine magazine's writing an article about it. Gross restaurant bathrooms make me question everything. That's the title of the article, and yes, I agree 100%. Even if the food and service are impeccable, a filthy restroom can ruin the whole experience. Have you ever been at maybe your favorite spot, your favorite place for burgers, sandwiches, pizza, whatever, and you go to the bathroom and there's toilet paper everywhere, or they have like a, like a wooden slat on the floor so that you're not I don't know, they're covering something up or, or the lighting is really dim and you're wondering, like, what are they hiding? What are they hiding in here? And you think, here's the worst one. This is the biggest deal breaker, if, especially if I'm in a restaurant. You go in and the soap dispenser is empty mm. because you know that all of the servers and the people who work there are using that same restroom and there's no soap. What are they washing their hands with? What are they washing their hands with? 
Is this a deal breaker for you guys? Bathrooms are deal breakers. Well, here's the question. I mean, you have to have a bathroom. I mean, if you go, yeah. We don't have any bathrooms. I don't think I'm going to eat here either. But if you go, if you go in, uh, this would mean, in your case, that you would go to the bathroom first and then decide. Because if you, what if you've gone somewhere and what if it's an expensive place? Yes. And you've ordered your food and you have it at the table and yep. then you get up mid-meal to go use the restroom and you see that. Then are you going to leave? Right. No, you can't. You can't. Then you, But then you're stuck and then you're thinking, what do I do? So this entire article um, basically goes through the whole idea of it. There's more to a great restaurant than amazing food, a beautifully stylized dining room, an impeccable service. Sure, these things can contribute to the overall restaurant experience, but there is one sensitive area that can change a customer's perception of the restaurant in the blink of an eye, and that is the restroom. Because oftentimes you've got all of these, you know, like Mark Garrison – our, our our news director, he does the restaurant reviews, and they mm-hmm. talk about whether or not there's, you know, mold in the ice machine or, or, or in the inside of the tea dispenser, and you get a lower rating. But does anybody go and grade the bathrooms? I want a bathroom grader. This could be out, your job. Outside with the, this <laughs> restaurant grade A, bathroom A+. Who among us wants to volunteer to be the bathroom grader? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> A new segment. Is this just me? <laughs> Wait, I got an idea. So Mark can do like Dirty Restaurant Wednesday, <laughs> and then Brett Jensen can do an accompanying segment about the bathrooms. Bad bathroom Wednesday. Bad bathroom Wednesday. Break, breaking bad bathroom Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Well, the inspectors do check the bathrooms. Oh, they do? Oh, indeed. Yes. And so they, that's all part of it. Okay. Restaurants lose points if there's no toilet paper or some other issues. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Well, I feel a little bit better now because I have been, and, and this is true in grocery stores too. Do y'all ever use the bathroom at the grocery store? Every now and again? Yep, sometimes. Is that okay? Because I drink a lot of like water. One so. time ever. Really? Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I know they have them, but I just don't Wait till you get to be in your 50s. You'll be doing it more often. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the doorstep, Jimbo. <laughs> no, but you Well, go, something to look forward to. I have, ne- I, I, have, I have never been into a clean grocery store bathroom. And, it, and I start feeling really uncomfortable because they're stocking, never? They're stocking your fruit. Well, you're you're doing a good job keeping me from going into the right. Right. There's yeah. always toilet paper everywhere. There's ve- there's always toilet paper like all over the floor, but rarely is there toilet paper in the actual toilet paper dispenser. And, and again, the employees that work there right. are using the same bathroom. And they're stocking your fruit and they're stocking your your grocery items that you are then picking up and putting into mm-hmm. your cart before you. Is even... QT considered a restaurant? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe because they do serve hey, Jim, hot food. It's more than a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, I will go and tell people when they're bad. Like gas stations sometimes have great bathrooms, and I go and I'm like, "Well done, guys." You really compliment the staff on that yes, when you walk out because that that's a job that they have to do, and I'm proud of them for like really worrying about people. Walmart and Belmont, very clean bathrooms. <laughs> there, there you go. Well done, Walmart. That was and very Belmont. specific. It is. Well, I visit there when I'm in my 50s, so I I go in there. So, is that know. like your your emergency stop? It's my go-to. Can't make it home. <laughs> yeah, Bo, we've lost Bo. <laughs> Good morning. That was a very specific location. Sorry, it just came to mind. But am I the so, only one? And actually, door about this? door number two in particular. So basically, there. we're gonna go dirty restaurant Wednesday, bathroom update Wednesday on Brett Jensen's show, and then John Moore is gonna come at the very end, and 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 it's gonna be called very specific spots with John Moore. It's gonna be called Walmart watering closets. Yeah. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, 
and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. That's right. <laughs> All right, Rabbit Hole Wednesday continues. I know. Here on WBT, started out with eggs and chickens mm-hmm. and now has evolved into choice bathroom spots. I was talking about this Food and Wine magazine article that I happened upon that, um, well, it spoke to me because I agreed. <laughs> it spoke to you. <laughs> it spoke to me. And now I've lost it. I agreed with the uh, the author, the writer of this particular magazine article that a... Here was the title of the article. Uh, Let me get up to it. Gross restaurant bathrooms make me question everything. And it got me, it got us all talking, well, me more than anybody, about, you know, how you feel about restrooms. And I mentioned that grocery store bathrooms always seem to be not well stocked or perfectly pristine. Mm Mm-hmm. I just got an email from one of our listeners. I love our listeners. Ken Miller sent me an email and said, Good morning, Beth. I know you're a Concord girl. I just wanted to let you know that the Food Lion on Winecoff School Road has a well-stocked, very clean restroom. Ken and Concord. So this is what it's come down to. And this we can thank John Moore for this because going into the last break, John Moore said what? That the uh, Belmont Walmart has clean restrooms. Very nice restrooms. Very nice. But there is one caveat to Ken emailing that to you. What's that? He's not using the same bathroom you're using, I'm guessing. Well, but... Because men's and women's oh, could be... Oh, well, that's good. Uh, different experiences. Good point. Good point. Good point. Unless but, Ken's been, like, opening the door and just checking. Everything okay in here? Okay, just check, check it to see how... Quality check. <laughs> quality check. <laughs> quality control in the women's bathroom. They're talking about it on the radio, so I just, Well, you know, sometimes you still go in the bathrooms on the back of the door. There's the checklist of somebody who comes in and has to yes. sign their names and... That's not uh, everywhere, but I always notice. Well, for, you ha- you notice it when it's there, and then you, you Sherry like Berry. You, you feel like <laughs> you feel like you have you to scru- me up. You feel like you have to scrutinize it, right? Right. Like you have to check and see. Well, when was oh, the wait, last that's elevators. elevators. That's, yeah. that's elevators. Yeah. Which right. is not a place to go to the bathroom. Ever. Yeah, that was elevators. There used to be a shirt that said um, Sherry Berry, you lift me up. <laughs> no. You never saw that shirt. No. Oh well. That's a good idea. Though. Yeah, that used to be a shirt. I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna give props to to the to Kindred Kindred in Davidson. You know the little restaurant on Main Street in Davidson. Oh yes, yes. The most awesome bathrooms, and not only are they beautifully pristine and well decorated, but like on the little table, they've got like mints and like extra hairpins. If doilies. Yes. <laughs> doilies. Paper towel. Those it, are doilies. It's so great. I mean, it's a thoughtful bathroom. So now we've gone from bathroom grading that we should do like Charlotte's most fantastic bathrooms, like, I, said, like a tour, honestly, like the house, like the home tour. Well, the bathroom I mean, tour. It is. It, it is a whole side conversation. Your go-to places. Your go-to places <laughs> where you always know it's going to be a decent bathroom. Your, your go-to places. Your go-to to places go. to go. <laughs> your go-to places. I I do know that there are places, I mean, I always, I was telling the guys off the break, um, during the commercial break, that I tend to try to stop at the grocery store on the way home from work every day. So Because once I get home, um, if I've changed into pajama pants, like the pajama pants are not coming off for the rest of the day. So I'm not going to go to the grocery store in those. So I try to get the grocery store on the way home. And it it takes me a while to get home. This is a lot of information. <laughs> but I drink a lot, of, a lot of detail. Yeah. I drink a lot of water. So mm-hmm. I always inevitably have to go to the bathroom when I go to the grocery store. 
And so I know now which grocery stores I like the bathrooms in better. I just like during the show, Beth will get up during a break, like the news or something, and say, I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be back. As, as if we need to know. <laughs> it, like, just to clear up a case we thought she was heading home or just... <laughs> Just leaving. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, as a grown-up, you can actually just leave and come back and not say anything. You're right. She does announce it. That's she like, does. We're not like suspicious. Like, where's she off to go smoke a doobie? <laughs> that is true. I, I drink a lot of water, guys. Uh, you know, Beth, I'm smoking a pipe. It's it's play by play, is what it is. <laughs> it's oversharing. Um, Lowe's, Lowe's, <laughs> Lowe's, Lowe's Foods in Mooresville has a has a has a, 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 a nice bathroom. I remember one time. Have you ever been to a place like this? Is a whole side story of the side story. But there are porta johns, and then there are porta johns. Oh. Like I went to the. Oh. Oh. No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh. Roll with me here for a second. I don't know about this topic. When I went to uh, cover the uh, Republican convention back in 2016, <laughs> I'll never forget. Cleveland had like these pop up. Look like just you know, look like a like a Porta John unit had about five or six, and you walked inside, and there's like music playing in a porta potty. Like, yes, wow. I'm telling you, this is an industry. This is an industry, and it's a it's a big one. Was it like a trailer? Yes. Okay. Well, that's like the those golf, are called that's, honey. That's like the golf tournament. Honey rooms. Honey rooms. Yes. Honey rooms, huh. honey rooms or like honey hole. No, honey it's like honey, they have doors and sinks and lights, and, and it's not one of those. They big, do it at golf tournaments. It's not one of those plastic things, you know, with the plastic things with the plastic door handle that, mm-hmm. uh, 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 and, the, and the ones it in the trailers. It looks like a flush. car versus a limo. Yes. yes. So you have your portageon, and then you have your long, three or four it. spot. But I walked in there. This is in downtown Cleveland, and then I walked inside. I felt like I was in like a five star hotel. Yes, they have those on movie sets. Um, honey, tra- honey trailers. I think maybe it's better than the name Porta John. I've never liked that. <laughs> Porta potty. <laughs> well, of course not. You took that personally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at least it's not Porta John more. Yeah, it's not yeah. called Porta Bo. Too close yeah. to home. Porta John. Uh, Joe, you're on News Talk 1110 WBT. Hi. How you doing? Uh, I got two two uh, revelations here. I was a Burger King manager way back in the day, and I can tell you matter of factly that women's bathrooms they don't. They destroy them, and by, by far. Now, now, just to make sure this is not a, for, uh, a, uh, a chauvinist remark, uh-huh. my wife was the porter of an Ashley Furniture in Los Angeles for a year, and in her Colombian accent, compared to the women's bathroom and the men's, the women's bathrooms were horrific. <gasps> That's what I was saying. Ken doesn't know what he's talking about with the other bathroom. That's that's a fact. Really? I'm so disappointed yeah. in us. So when guys call in and say, hey, the bathrooms here and here are clean, it doesn't mean the women's are clean because I'm telling you, you get you you girls, you leave it a mess. <laughs> yeah. it go, go to any event, a sporting event, concert. The women's line is always, what, ten times longer than the men's? So well, yeah. I think it's a usage issue, too. Well, I think the pure it's, volume of people. Well, I think it's t- it's also that you guys, <laughs> you guys have that can't be right easier options, that and you, just in and out, and yeah. you destroyed. Can, right, he said. We have to get. We all know how it works. Better. Yeah. <laughs> all right. On that note, it's back to the news center now. Some days you beat the show, and some days the show beats you. Yep. Today I've been trying to get to certain things. For really three hours, and between eggs and bathrooms, the world has other plans. 
Sometimes I wonder, Bo, whenever things like this happen, are you... What did Beth bring into this room? (laughs) (laughs) No, hey, look, if, uh, uh, if you're listening, one thing you know about us, one thing beyond all other things... We know how to have a good time. That's 100% true. That was at the staff meeting yesterday. The last thing on the board was what? Have fun. Have fun. Have fun. So we're just doing what we were mandated to do at the mandatory meeting yesterday. See, Marsha, we listened. We listened to your entire, entire meeting. The other 108 bullet points we forgot, but we did have fun. And actually, we've been doing that for a long, long time. I know. I love y'all. So maybe they listened to us, and then that helped her craft the list. Oh, because she was having fun. And she was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? That sounds like fun. We need to do more fun. We need to do fun better. Good morning, BT. Serious fun. You just wrote a commercial. (laughs) Or a haiku. Was it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I always wondered how haikus got in the textbook. It's four, seven, four, right? Four four words, seven words to four words. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was just write three lines and say, that's a haiku, Garth. Mm-hmm. It has to be 474. Mm-hmm. Does it really? It's mm-hmm. a meter I, thing. I thought, yeah. it was a, I thought it was that way with limericks, but not with haiku. No, haiku, it's 474. Like, I went. Are you rest. serious? Yeah. It's the iambic pentameter that you have to get correctly there when you're doing that. I think, I think haiku 474. I just Googled it. Um, I All these years, and I, I've already read, I've. Read so many haikus. <laughs> say, I've written so many haikus through the year. And you did it wrong? Were you doing it wrong well, all no, this time? Well, no, I didn't realize what the what the formula was. Because yeah, when I was a kid, I legitimately wondered, okay, I understand how limericks get in here. I understand how other kinds of poetry, got to be a good rhymer in some cases. Mm-hmm. But haiku, I mean, anybody could do that. Yeah, well, no. No, mm. it's like more difficult. Because if, it, if in order for it to make sense in 474 form, I think it's more complicated. Like, John Moore is right. Ooh, I like that one. His brain works beautifully well. Mm -hmm. That's seven. He Um, knows where the good bathrooms are. (laughs) That did not work. You need to Yeah, see, you got too much going on there. You broke it. Some of them try to rhyme, but they can't rhyme like this, it would seem. That's way too many syllables. Acoustics don't have to rhyme, do they? Continue. Um... Michael, our, our listener, Michael John Moore, um, also in haiku form. He didn't write this in haiku form, but John Moore nailed it. So there you go. There's four lines. Woo. But he said that the Walmart in Belmont is especially clean, especially that bathroom in the back. Thank you, Michael. So other people are listening to this going, you know what? He is dead on. And Michael travels for a living, he says. It's part of his job to know where the clean, safe restrooms are. He said it was the first thing that he learned in training was to figure out where to go to the bathroom. But now it's like his place in Lincolnton with the eggs. He doesn't want to give away. That's the secret place. Now everybody's going to go to the bathroom in Belmont at the yeah. Walmart. There yeah. you go. I'll start shopping at that Walmart. <laughs> I can't wait that. to read Bo's rundown of the show that he emails out at the end of the day. <laughs> John Moore reveals that the Walmart bathroom in Belmont is the best to go to. I'm in still the over here. 750 on, hour. Stuck on haiku. You're trying to write a haiku right <laughs> well, now, no, aren't you? No, I just, I just, uh, I, I never knew about the syllable thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's four. Se- we've lost Bo. We've just been talking about whatever. <laughs> Bo's like haikus. <laughs> But did you ever you ever wonder about that? Okay, uh, so now I know there's a there's a, a syllable requirement. But even though, used to looking when when you'd have textbooks in in elementary school and you would learn about what a haiku was, what a limerick was, all these different. Mm-hmm. Who determines what haiku gets in the textbook? Like it's a three line poem, and usually it's about something pretty mundane. Who says, "Oh, that is much better than Billy's down here at the end of the line"? It's five seven five. Five seven five. It's not four seven four. It's five seven five guys. Mm. Mm. Five guys. 
Um, <laughs> they, they have a nice bathroom. I bet so. Their, their bathroom in Mooresville is very, very nice. It's five guys. All right. From now on, all day long, when you call WBT, you have to start with the haiku. That'll limit the calls. Frankie, you're on WBT. I'm just kidding about the haiku, but you do want to talk about dirty and clean bathrooms, apparently. Okay, yes. Uh, my problem with the women's bathroom Uh-oh. is my wife. When she goes in there and she sees it dirty like that, she's the one over our church. She cleans our church. <gasps> so when she, she goes anywhere, she cleans it. She'll go in there, and I'm waiting outside, and about a half hour later, she comes out. I said, what are you doing in there? And she goes, well, it was a mess. <laughs> and Wait she, a minute. She would clean it up. I love your wife. What's her name, Frankie? Her name's Valerie. Yeah, I've called you guys before. This is the best show ever. It's hard for me to get out of this truck and go to work sometimes. Mm. Frankie, Frankie <laughs> says this on the day we're talking about haiku, bathrooms, and eggs. Yeah. Does she travel with her own cleaning supplies? Like, where That's does she find thinking. them? Yeah. No, she, she just, you know, if she's, you know, something's on the floor, she'll be picking it up, throwing the trash. Yeah, no. Her. She's the kind no. that she walks down the hall at church. If there's an eyelash on the floor, she'll pick it up. Oh, that's a precious. Now I want to invite her everywhere. Like, it might not be an eyelash. <laughs> well, she's, she's a freak, man. She's, but, uh, she's my girl. You just call your wife a freak? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, come on, honey. Don't, don't clean that. You're not getting paid. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I wouldn't do it. Leave the eyelash there, you freak. Yeah, yeah. So we we were on our way to the beach when I was a kid, and my grandmother was in the gas station bathroom for quite a while. And... <laughs> And we were, we were like, what? What? I mean, this is like, <laughs> this Aunt, is like Frankie's story. Aunt, Aunt Edna, you're on the roof for the rest of the trip. <laughs> no, but the, we, when she came out, my mom was like, her name, we called her Mama. We we're like, Mama, what was taking you so long? Mama. <laughs> and she said, the sign said clean restrooms. So she did. Oh, she saw it as a verb. Yes. <laughs> she a million bedelia? <laughs> she cleaned. Did she the draw restroom. the drapes? You saw adjectives. She saw verb. She saw verb, <laughs> and actually cleaned the restroom. And I thought that was hysterical. Maybe she was lying and just was a joke, and she actually took a while in the bathroom. I don't know. But for this to this day forward, I I think of her every time I see a clean. That is so, Mama. <laughs> Only one thing left to say. Garth, that was a haiku. <laughs> News Talk 1110 WBT, 9 in front of 9. Governor Pat McCrory joins us on Wednesdays. We'll be here in the next hour. Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman, wrapping up what has been, wow, we've, we've done, I don't know how many shows you and I have done now in almost a year together, but this, this has been one I'll never forget. No I doubt. will never forget this show. I'll never forget the commercial breaks. I'll never forget what we talked about. And I'm never going to forget how many listeners have really pitched in. It has been an excellent show. Um, (laughs) I I have to read. This one might be my favorite. Uh, Lisa, Lisa, our listener, said, Hey, Beth, can't believe you're having a conversation about public bathrooms because I told my husband that if I ever owned a restaurant that the bathroom would be state-of-the-art. She says her go-to is Home Depot. They're always clean, and they have spacious stalls. She can't stand when the toilet is too close to the door and your knees touch. That all bathrooms should have a hook for your purse and an option between paper towels and a hand dryer. Lisa, 100%, I'm with you. I was just at the airport, and you have to go to the bathroom at the airport. They don't leave room for your suitcase in that stall. Where are you supposed to put your suitcase? 
Does that not bother in you? In the overhead bin. <laughs> no, I meant in the airport. Not in the bathroom at the air. I mean, there's no room in the bathroom on the airplane. Um, but I thought that was fantastic. And then Ned, Ned John Moore, says that uh, he. you had mentioned that you're not a fan of the term Porta John. Yeah. He said, well, what wait a minute. He's not a, he's not a fan of the, the term Porta John Moore. The ter- Porta yeah. John Moore. It's a little close to home. Well, he said, what if there was a company that offered many services over and beyond renting the Porta John? It could be called. Porta John and more. Ooh, uh, ooh, I like that. I could give you music, a little uh, spritz of orange citrus spray. A spritz. Something, uh, <laughs> something good like that. So hmm. we've, uh, we've talked to the last um, segment. We were talking about uh, uh, dirty, dirty bathrooms, um, eggs, and haikus. We kind of got <laughs> all of them. And our, uh, our listener, Terry, wrote us a haiku, bow. About this? <laughs> yes. All right, well, hang on, hang on, because I've actually been uh, perusing haikus during the break. Well, here is a listener haiku. Beth and Bo, a pair. <laughs> From eggs to dirty bathrooms, a great show for all. That's it. That's the haiku. <laughs> That's the haiku. Now, along those lines, that's very beautiful. Along those lines, because I said this earlier, I said, how do you get a haiku into a textbook? And I actually was perusing online 10 vivid haikus to leave you breathless. Oh, I love being breathless. So apparently these are very famous haikus. The old pond. An old silent pond. A frog jumps into the pond. Splash. Silence again. That's the haiku. That's it. You want another one? Yeah, I do. A world of do. Oh, of do? Actually, actually, it's spelled D-E-W, so maybe this is Mountain Dew. Like do, not like do. A world of do. Okay. A world of do. And within every do drop, a world of struggle. I feel like that one's too close to the bathroom. Bo, that was a haiku. That was a haiku. <laughs> uh, you want another one? No. Yes. No or yes? I do. I really do. A poppy blooms, it's called. I write, erase, rewrite, erase again, and then a poppy blooms. <laughs> <laughs> These are our famous haikus. Oh, we we have a, a guest. I wonder if he could just write a haiku on the Y'all are too, we- y'all are too weird today, man. <laughs> Think so? Yeah. We're the pregame show for you today. <laughs> we have to get ourselves worked up. Yep. Right? <laughs> well, we just have to set the audience up for the weird you that is to You have set the audience up very well today. Well, man. actually, the audience has set us up very well Sorry, today. I was in the bathroom cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, Thanks. some days, some days you, you have to go where the audience audience takes you. That's literally what we've done today. That's literally what we've done today. It's been an excellent show. I had an opening for a line there, but I I didn't take it. What? Yeah, that's never stopped you before. I know. When has that ever stopped you? <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a coat today. Oh, but it's radio. Nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs>
But we've got a good show today for the next hour. We do. It's not that it was not good the last hour. (laughs) (laughs) Beth gave me a look like, what do you mean? What do you mean? For the next hour. Gov. (laughs) Well, I've been waiting to to, uh, ask you about uh, the big announcement that's coming this afternoon in Charleston because Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley actually jumped the gun a little bit yesterday. And during this show. Oh, I'm going to talk about the game of how you announce for political campaigns. I'll give you the inside. Well, I think we need to play some of the announcement and have an old school Ad line by line? Line by line. You want to do a line by line? I think we should. And I've got a McCrory top five. Do oh, you? And great. you're in it. <laughs> what else is new? I'm usually <laughs> the butt of the joke in it. That's true. I've got a McCrory top five. You cannot miss this. It might be controversial. If you can't handle the truth, Republican or Democrat, that's not my problem. That's your problem. <laughs> is it? And it's all haikus, right? All I, haikus I in the top five. I hope you read it in all haikus. What, what are you talking about? You don't remember haikus? When you were in school, do they not have haiku poems? And I have books? no idea what you're talking about. Really? I went to Ragsdale High School. We didn't have haikus. Did haikus, you have... 575 format. You had limericks. You've heard of a limerick, right? Yeah, I've heard of a limerick. So when I was in elementary school, they taught us different kinds of poems, and haiku was yeah. one of the ones. Yeah. <sighs> David, that's why you went to Davidson. Oh, no, I was, I was well-schooled in haiku by the time I got to Davidson. Mm. Haiku, I've mm-hmm. never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I didn't know what it took to make one. You had never heard one, period. No wonder I've lost my last two elections. <laughs> I didn't know what haiku was. I get... thought it was some haiku, man. <laughs> hey, man, haiku. If you, did, if you just spoke in haiku, then everything would have been different. Everybody, you would have been elected. Oh, okay. Now um, I find out. Really quickly, just to wrap this entire oh, hour Oh, it can't up, get any better. Yeah, no, it can't get better than this. Uh, Bradley, our listener Bradley said, for bathrooms, there is an app for that. Uh, oh, it's yeah. called To Squat or Not. Yeah. Oh. You Seriously. Had to, you had to bring up bathrooms when I get on the well, air, too. Yeah, you know, I mean, all the controversy well, we, I got in <laughs> of bathrooms. Yeah. And we also That was the point I was trying to make back then. <laughs> we you also, know, that had something to do with the issue I was talking about. If you just stuck to haiku, well, I'm, I'm none not of this would have happened. I'm not getting into the daggum bathroom issue anymore. <laughs> I'm going to let others handle that. Well, actually, we just finished that. <laughs> Three is a magic number Yes it is It's a magic number Somewhere in the ancient mystic trinity I know it's not the Beatles You get three What, what is this? As a magic you never number. watched You never watched this? The past and Schoolhouse the Rock? It's kind of after my time Oh, they just, they just celebrated the 50th anniversary It's after my time Well now it's your time down here, it's our time. And Pat McCrory is with us on Good Morning BT because it's Wednesday. And I'm feeling good about America and our state and Charlotte. I mean, think about the problems we're solving right now. They come in threes. They come in three. At the city level, they're solving. The city council is solving the most important problem that everyone's talking about. What do you think it is? I'm going to guess you're going to be sarcastic about it and say term limits. <laughs> it's the number one problem in Charlotte. Not crime, not transportation, not homelessness, not the high taxes. It's everyone is worried about, God, I wish those people could serve more than two years without having to run for re-election. And you know what? And we not, ought to give them more money, too. And not all at the same time, right? You want them to be staggered. Oh, got to have them staggered to yeah. confuse the people even more. Mm-hmm. And then add an 8th district? That's so you can't have a revolution. Oh, they've got to have an 8th district because they each have to handle. They have so much work to do. They have so much work to do. It's not like they volunteer to do this. You know, someone must have put a gun into their head and go, 
you have to run for city council. And then once they get elected, this is so much work. I need staggered terms. I need four-year terms. I need more money. I've been I've been thinking about this since I moved to Charlotte in 1978. <laughs> staggered terms and extended term and limits. Finally, just, it's going to happen. <laughs> mm, I'll help run the campaign because I'm worried about these people. I mean, most of them been in office for what a year or two years. I don't even know their names anymore. Not all of them. Some of them just months. But I feel better at the state level too. Happy hours. Exactly what we need. More two-for-one drinks at rush hour. There's no mental health problem. There's no issue for alcoholism. I mean, that's not an issue. There's not homeless people who are all have mental health issues or people in jail. About 80% of them have mental health or addiction issues. So what are we doing at the state level? We're allowing happy hours so bars and restaurants can go. You can have two drinks for the price of one at 5 o'clock when there's most traffic out there. 5 o'clock somewhere. You know, I've been complaining about this over drinks for years. (laughs) I do like the half-price appetizers, though. You know, we need legalization of marijuana, recreational marijuana to help with this. So you can have recreational marijuana. We can't smoke cigarettes because they aren't recreational, but we can have recreational pot now with our two-for-one drinks. That's exactly what we need in the workplace. You know, because one of the issues we have right now in America and in North Carolina, too many people want to work. (laughs) They don't want to sit at home and smoke pot and drink liquor. They want to go out to the bars and smoke pot and drink liquor. And by gosh, the North Carolina legislature is going to let them do that. I love America. Somebody say smoke pot? That's what I thought. I think y'all were doing it this morning on the drive-in, some of the stuff you were listening to. I was hearing. Good God. Hey. And the third thing I feel about, good about. Okay. You know, I grew up in the when we are worried about Russia bombing us. You know, as I was a little kid, you know, I had to, they had things where you had to get under the school desk for fear of Russia bombing you from Cuba. Y'all were too young to remember no, I that. I remember duck and cover. Oh, you don't remember. It wasn't even around. It was 1962. How do I know what it is then? You read about it, and therefore Duck. you would think it applies to you, Bo Duck Thompson. and cover. You saw a movie about it. Now, this is what they taught you at Davidson. If you see a movie about it, it happened to you. I listened to my elders. You were in your safe place at <laughs> Davidson College. But, you know, I feel good about this because we're shooting down balloons. Spending $2 million per balloon to shoot it down. And that doesn't even include the cost of gas. And, you know, gas is pretty expensive now. One of them was silver. I started thinking, like, would you think it was a Mylar balloon left over? I'm worried about global warming because of all those bombs blowing up things. And it can't be good for the environment. I have to talk to the EPA advisor about that. Former governor of uh, Michigan, I think, is EPA. I used to fly kites with my dad. My dad and I used to fly kites. He'd always come home with a new kite, and we let out the string as far as we can, way up in the air. They'd shoot that down now. They'd shoot it down. $2 million to shoot it down. <laughs> I'd go, just give me the $2 million. I won't fly the kite. It's you a, know it's going to be embarrassing. The kite is biggest. three buses. I pray. Buses. I pray. You know, they've had all these hearings, you know, where they're – all these senators going back in the secret room say, tell us what happened. And they come out and say, we didn't learn anything. Everything we learned, we read on New York Times or Wall Street Journal or CNN yesterday. 
They're not being told anything. So the question is, are they not being told anything because they don't know anything and they're too embarrassed to tell that? Or number two, they do know something, but they don't want to tell these senators or members of the House. Which is worse, not knowing what you did or knowing what you did and not telling anyone? That's a great question, actually. It's like a liar. Is it best that you know you're lying or is it best that you know you you don't know that you're lying. You're starting to believe your own lies. Which is worse, knowing that you're lying or knowing or believing your lies? I think it's worse to believe your lies. Do you know this from uh, personal experience? I know this from watching you. I'm just Touche. I didn't mean that. What do you mean you didn't mean it? You said it. No, I have to. I are have we to on, say. Were we on break? She she just lied. That she just lied. A, she that, said I didn't mean it. That was not only said. She it was, was looking at me in the eyes saying that. That was said with conviction. That was said. <laughs> wow. You remember that drug commercial? I learned it from watching well, you, Dad. I think you do remember the drug commercial. <laughs> <All right. laughs> when we come back, I've been waiting for this. Nikki Haley made an announcement yesterday via my good a, friend Nikki Haley. A message on social media. I'll talk about the process of the best way to announce if you're running or not. Little line by line action. Line by line action, and then we're going to do a McCrory top five, and then I'm going to walk out on Beth Troutman. That that <laughs> was a haiku. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. News Talk 1110 WBT, Bo and Beth and the governor, Pat McCrory, in the house Wednesdays 9 to 10. It has been a while since we launched into uh, what we used to call line-by-line, line, but it may be time. Yeah, and we've got someone to have line-by-line. Line. That's Nikki Haley, my mm -hmm. good friend Nikki Haley from next door, who was a tough competitor when I was governor. We'd compete for the same businesses mm -hmm. to come to either North Carolina and South Carolina. And when she'd win, I'd see her at a conference somewhere, the governor's conference, and she said, she'd go, I kick your butt. Mm -hmm. She'd say that? Oh, yeah. Right she said it on face. this show before. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. kind of fun. Oh, that's that's what she. Well, <laughs> Beth is on fire. Beth today. is on something today. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fun. I to just have complimented the, Beth. It's Beth. fun to have the behind the scenes. I said, Beth, you sound a lot like uh, the new general manager. You've got the same voice and Marcia. laugh, and and she thought about it. She said she does have a good voice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, about 24 hours ago, Nikki Haley launched her campaign no you're wrong you're wrong the perfect boy scout is wrong she launched her campaign a week ago when she announced that she was going to announce that she's running for president you see that's the technique you do as a politician you get as much free publicity as possible you see i've played the game i've been played by the game and i'm here to expose the game Game over, Bo. Game over, Bo. Spike the ball. <laughs> okay. Like so, said, so what Nikki did was brilliant. 
She announced a week ago that she was going to run. She got headlines all over the nation. Yeah. Nikki Haley planning to announce her run. Then yesterday morning, so she could hit the Today Show and Good Morning America and WBT Morning Show, Mm -hmm. wake up. Good morning, uh, BT. Good morning, BT. Good morning, BT. Welcome to our show. I love that. I love that. He's he's called us WBT Morning Show. Could you could you be any more generic? <laughs> you mean the show? I didn't you're say on? I was good at what Nikki's doing. <laughs> Obviously, I'm right not. Now. Nikki repeated she's never lost an election and she doesn't plan to lose one now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us have said that at one time or another. Until you lose. Yep. 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 But. Donald Trump used to say that too until he lost. <laughs> um. But Nikki then yesterday released a video announcing that she was going to run. And then today she's announcing that she's going to have an announcement at a rally to run. That's right. She gets three hits. Right. She gets three hits. She makes it a week-long story instead of a 24-hour news cycle story. So my question for you is, did they sit around a table a month ago and map all three of those out? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And Nikki's done it before. I did it. When I ran for the Senate, problem is, Nikki, I lost. I announced that I was going to have an announcement, which everyone kind of knew what it was going to be, except for you. But um, Were you blindsided, Bo? Daily. <laughs> By the minute. <laughs> By the minute. <laughs> By the segment. <laughs> I'd go, just cut out those commercials. Come on, Bo. Mm-hmm. Bo was such a company man, he wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't do it. <laughs> Yes. Stop playing the commercials. David from Asheville. Yeah, man, cut that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's do one line of Nikki Haley's speech while we have time. You ready? Here we go. The railroad tracks divided the town by race. All right, stop. The piano. I did the exact same piano on many of my videos because you don't really have to pay for it. Anyone could do a piano chord. You see, you use certain songs, you got to pay for it. But the slow piano of just chords gives a tone of calmness. Works well with haiku as well. Mm-hmm. The railroad tracks went right through my town in a small town called Peace, South Carolina, where I, as an immigrant daughter, was raised with values second to none. Values where I stood next to Donald Trump. <laughs> well, that piano really does work. But read, listen to her piano now. Listen, go back to her. I was the proud daughter of Indian immigrants. There you go. You said the line. Not black, not white. I was different. But my mom would always say your job is not to focus on the differences, but the similarities. <laughs> and my parents reminded That's me, me and she my hired me to every play the piano. day how blessed we were to live in America. Some look at our past as evidence that America's founding principles are bad. They say the promise of freedom is just made up. All right, stop. Collaborate. I love it where they, this is what we often do too. They say, many say, or they say the promise of freedom. Well, it's great to say that because you don't have to say who they are. Right, who's they? Who's they? And you let everyone interpret who they is. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of mentioning the middle class. I'm here to protect the middle class. You never define the middle class. That's what the Democrats do all the time. I'm going to fight for the middle class. Well, everyone thinks they're in the middle class. Wait, was there supposed to be piano music here? Oh, yeah. 
put it back. <laughs> I'm fighting for the middle class. <laughs> but the one thing I would say about the video, it was a good video, well professional, uh, very professionally produced. But it, to me, it didn't show the character of Nikki. Because when you meet with Nikki and you see her speak in person, she really is dynamic and she controls a room. She controls the oxygen in a room. Whenever I shared a stage with Nikki, I basically got off the stage. Did that happen with you when you were acting? Sometimes you were going, oh, this person's really good. Yeah. Beth's a great actress, by the way. Well, thank you. I, I you are. You're a great song and dance person. But there were some, were there some people going, wow, I need to get off the stage. This person. It, it was usually. Song and dance? <laughs> Excuse me, I needed to I just get didn't off the stage. Think, I didn't think the video, the video to me was almost too traditional. I think I think her video could have been stronger and not as traditional. I did like the last line. Well, yeah. What was the last line? So so let's. let's and by pick, the way, I'm a fan of Nikki Hill. I really like her. And so let's pick up because uh, we were talking about this a lot yesterday. The piano. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist All right, stop, left. Stop. Notice the piano's gone. She's got a full orchestra now. Mm -hmm. It builds, it builds up. That's what. To rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Now. I don't think she had to pull out the gender card with the heels. I thought it was a fun, snarky line. I can see you liking that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I saw your smile. You just—it's kind of like a little kick to all us guys. I cheesed over at you. I, nah, I don't think she—she she doesn't need to bring up the gender card. We know it. Quit bringing up the race and gender card. We know it. Don't say something that everyone knows already. But wasn't it a bit of a message, though? It was all that she's gonna. The part about kicking back. I mean, forget the heels. And part she does, by the way. When she was United Nations Secretary, I think at the time one of uh, the cabinet secretaries for Trump hit at her, and she hit back below the belt with a smile on her face. But don't you think this was said with the idea of being on a debate stage with I don't know Trump at some point? Who bullies when he's on stage with that? I mean, because he'll he'll just he'll, I agree. He'll bulldoze through I, I think she would be great on stage. I don't think she'd take it. I don't think she needs to say it. I don't think she need to. The high heel comment was cute. Mm -hmm. I don't think she needs to be cute. I don't think she needed to do that. Mm -hmm. She doesn't need to be obvious. Because she did that. Um, she was making the uh, speech about uh, six months ago. Was she in Israel? Is that where she was? She was. Um, mm -hmm. She made the speech about. Anything that happens uh, that when when the when the document is gonna it's gonna be signed when it comes across her desk at the president's her, you know mm. her desk and she kind of yeah. she, she doesn't need to, well. she doesn't need to say it. We know she's female, although these days and times the Democrats may differ. Wait, what? No. We know it. You don't need to say something that people already know. But I'll tell you right now, the Democrats would be more afraid of her winning the general election. They'd rather have Donald Trump win the general election than Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley would be a tough opponent for any Democrat, especially Joe Biden. Her problem's going to be the primary. And 
we'll talk about in later broadcasts, where's her lane in the Republican primary? And our, how are they going to try to brand her in the Republican primary? Our lane, lanes will go five wide coming up. Top five. <laughs> Ooh, Pat well McCrory. done. I like that. And yeah. Bo Thompson's going to be in it. And it's not going to be above the belt either. All buddy. right, cancel the segment. Sorry, never mind. Like the FBI. B.B. King, Doris Day, Matt Busby, dig it, start digging, dig it, dig it. So uh, the reason we played one of my favorite songs by the Beatles, Oh, the angels come. <laughs> now she's really confused. <laughs> that was impressive. Thank you. Well, we're bringing up the BBC and the CIA and the FBI because those are what you call acronyms, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You went to Carolina? I did go to Carolina, yeah. <clears throat> uh, you might not know that, but... Um, oh! Wow. In Davidson, yeah. you know. So acronym, FBI, means what? Federal Bureau Federal of Bureau Investigation. Of Investigation. CIA means Central Intelligence Agencies. Mm-hmm. Well, we have political ac- political groups that have used acronyms Mm -hmm. that have become very powerful and I think rather deceitful in the way the acronym is used. And I'm going to step on some toes here. Okay. I'm going to step on some toes. If you're a Republican, I'm going to step on your toe. If you're a Democrat, I'm going to step on your toe. If you can't handle the truth, I'm sorry. No, I'm not even sorry. If you can't handle the truth, you're woke anyway. Well, you've heard of WTF. This is MTF. McCrory Top 5. Wow. Look at that. He used an acronym. Wow. So the top five political groups that use acronyms, I think, in a rather deceitful way. How about number five? Number five. BLM. Remember we had a main street, had a big BLM painting, and you couldn't drive across it. We never talk about it anymore. It turns out BLM, Black Lives Matter, was a group formed by two or three people, radicals, who ended up making a lot of money and buying a lot of houses with that money. And the money came from corporate America who went, I better give money to BLM to be politically correct. And the people who took the money spent it on themselves. They didn't do anything to help people who were impacted because of their color of their skin. They were in for it for themselves. And now the paintings on Main Street are gone. On Tryon Street, the BLM painting is gone. I don't think they'll be raising much money in the future. Because the two people or three people started off were buying houses for themselves on the beach. All right, number four. Number four. All right, this is going to upset some people, but I got to say it. MAGA is an acronym. Make America Great Again. It was a campaign theme for Donald Trump. Everyone wore their red hats. But now the Democrats have kind of hijacked the MAGA term. And some of it's the Republicans' fault, too. Now MAGA means what? Radical, extreme, revolutionary, revolt. It means January the 6th. And they can't escape it. The MAGA hats, even curb your enthusiasm. You can't wear a MAGA hat if you ever see that show where Mm -hmm. he didn't want anyone to eat with him, so he 
wore a MAGA hat in a restaurant in California. Mm -hmm. He says, it's the best way to have no one eat with me. Now it might be dangerous to wear a MAGA hat in certain neighborhoods, even here in Charlotte. <laughs> MAGA, another acronym that's been used and misused and misused and misused. And it has been kind of hijacked by some people who are extreme and by the Democrats. All right, number three. Number three. All right, this is going to be controversial, too. I don't care. I don't care. Like LGBTQ+. First of all, the announcers who use this, CBS, NBC, ABC, they never say what it means, the acronym means. They just use the... The letters, LGBTQ+. Well, the dilemma with LGBTQ+, M, whatever, LMNOP. is this. It, it covers two completely different subjects. One has to do with sexual orientation, and the other has to do with sexual identity, or I'm sorry, gender identity or gender expression. Two completely different subjects. Sexual orientation and gender identity are two different debates in our society. And yet, the acronym combines them as though they're one. So any issue relating to gender identity is an LGBTQ plus issue, or any, any issue related to sexual orientation is a gender or a LGBTQ issue. No, they're not. Each letter means something different, but no one wants to talk about it because the woke police won't let you talk about it. This could be my last show. Number two. Number two. Antifa. One of the most dangerous left-wing radical groups in our nation. They have the word anti-fascist. That's what Antifa means. I've had to deal with them as rioters right here in Charlotte. And the media is afraid to talk about Antifa being a left-wing radical extremist group who we don't know who funds them. But they're the ones who like to burn down City Hall and attack public buildings in our cities, just like, sadly, we had people attack the Capitol building and our police. Same thing. They're an extremist left-wing fascist group, and they call themselves anti-fascist. How brilliant. You're fascist, but you call yourselves anti-fascist. And the media falls for it. The media won't clarify the acronym of Antifa. Yeah. How much time we got? Uh, none. Okay, number one. It's perfect <laughs> time. You have to go out and you can't defend yourself. <laughs> WBT. <laughs> no one knows what it means. Oh, I'm, Bo will tell you a story of what he, th what it means. He, I've, I've heard him do the historical review. It's about Buick. No, it's not. You know what it means, Beth? It means it's a secret signal to the people who are perfect in Charlotte, all the Boy Scouts. It means where's Bo Thompson? <laughs> Whenever he mentions BT, at least you didn't say all who's. the Boy Scouts. It's a secret little society of all the Eagle Scouts who are friends of Bo Thompson. That's how I got, got here. So when he goes WBT, he's really it's a secret code, a secret political code. What you're not no saying. different from Antifa or MAGA or BLM. What you're not telling people is somebody held up a sign when you were in a parade one time that said that. <laughs> it did. Didn't they not? It did. In, in uh, Matthews. Yes. Or no, in Union County, Waxhaw. 
Yes. I'm Someone really held up a sign. I was in the parade. I was the chief person in the parade, and the people held up a sign that Bo paid. Where's Bo Thompson? Where's Bo Thompson? WBT. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you didn't say whose. <laughs> Where's is better than whose. I hate Bo Thompson. He's so perfect. The Boy Scout. I'm going to find out something bad about Bo Thompson. He knows Pat McCrory. WBT. <laughs> <laughs> Final stretch here, Bo and Beth and the governor on Wednesday. A couple of things to get to. By the way, we had uh, somebody correct us on what WBT actually stands for. Oh, (laughs) no. What'd they say? Uh, Our listener, Dan, says it stands for Wuv Beth Troutman. (laughs) Wuv. It's sweet. I was told what it meant the first day I ever walked in here. Okay, tell them what it means. Not the Buick (laughs) stuff, not the Buick stuff. I mean, I I know about that, obviously, but I was told by the guy who was standing where John Moore is, it stands for where Bogan talks. That's what Henry Bogan told me. So that's that's always been what I've said. See, I think it could be where Bo talks. I I used to listen to Henry Bogan in Greensboro Mm -hmm. growing up. Mm -hmm. On WBIG. WBIG, Henry Bogan Show. So, uh few things to get to before we get out of here. First of all, you heard Mark Garrison talking about this. Uh, buying a handgun without getting a permit could a be sheriff. happening. Yeah, yeah, it could be happening in North Carolina. A state Senate committee approved a bill that would allow you to buy a gun without getting a permit from the local sheriff. Uh, you would have to pass the federal background check in this case. But I know you have thoughts on this. I think it's a mistake. They tried to do it when I was governor. And it was being pushed by uh, one of the gun, statewide gun groups to take the power of uh, getting a gun permit away from sheriffs. The dilemma is this. Having the sheriffs give the permits is kind of a red flag law, which I agree with, and so does Ron DeSantis. In Florida, they have red flag laws to make sure someone who's crazy doesn't get a gun, and they know they're crazy. And what the sheriffs often know, not as much in the big cities like Charlotte, but some of the deputies know, the people that we're arresting and going calls to every day, especially in the rural areas, where, you know, there's domestic violence disputes, but they don't arrest anyone, or where there's a lot of alcoholism or drug use. They might not have a record, but they sure as heck don't need a gun because they know they're mentally unstable. And the sheriffs know this, especially in the small towns. And it's a lot of Republican sheriffs who want to have that authority. It's like Andy Taylor saying, Otis, we're not going to give you a gun. We have to arrest you every night for being under the influence of alcohol. We treat you well, but you don't need a gun in your hand for the sake of yourself and for your family. That's what we call a red flag law, which, again, Ron DeSantis agrees with, and I agree with Ron DeSantis. But uh, for years, the Republican Senate has been trying to take this power away from the sheriffs. And I fought it during my four years as governor, and as a result of that, didn't get the endorsement of some of the gun groups because this was one of their major initiatives. And I actually believe in red flag laws. I think they've got to have strict controls, and if any sheriff abuses it, they ought to be called out. But I, don't, I didn't hear of one example of a sheriff abusing that right. For example, if someone just had a domestic violence dispute right. and the person was real emotional and drunk and, or high, and then they come in the next day and, I want a gun permit. You know, you probably, why don't you cool down for a while, just like we used to tell Otis, for the sake of you and for the sake of your family and your neighbors. So 
I probably have some conservatives mad at me about that, but I'm as conservative as Ron DeSantos, who's I think is a pretty conservative, good governor. And they signed the red flag laws in Florida, and I don't know why they're taking this away from our sheriffs who know the people of their county. Not as much in Mecklenburg County and Guilford County and Wake County, but believe me, the sheriffs know the people who probably shouldn't have a gun right now. Real quick, you uh, spoke at uh, North Carolina last week, Chapel Hill. I went to best old stomping grounds, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and uh, first time I've been back there since they protested me when teaching. I didn't have any protesters this time. I I spoke with Dr. Ben Chavis, who's known was the head of the NAACP, was part of the Wilmington Ten. I've gotten to know him uh, in the last two years. He's actually a pretty conservative guy. But he's of different color. He's a more of a liberal Democrat. I'm a conservative Republican. But we want to teach people that we can agree to disagree, and we talked about issues without yelling at each other yeah. and without violence. And he and I are both fans of Martin Luther King. And one thing Martin Luther King never did was resort to violence. Sadly, after his assassination in 68, which I remember well, I was 12 years old, we had cities burned down, which is exactly what Martin Luther King didn't want. Martin Luther King didn't agree with attacking police or t- burning down buildings. He was a disciple of Gandhi. He believed in peaceful protest, and that's the same way uh, Ben Chavis thinks. And I, I believe violence is one of the most serious problems in our country right now. And the one thing that prevents us from violence is our Constitution, including following the laws of the United States of America and enforcing the laws of the United States of America. One of my favorite quotes from Martin Luther King, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. I can't top that. Get back, Beth. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back tomorrow. Vince Coakley is next. Thank you, Governor. Thank you, guys.